Praise the Lord. How are you? We would like to introduce you to our first podcast. Clap, clap, snap, snap to our first podcast and Brothers Keeper. Um, we first want to thank you for just hitting the link for just hitting the, the actual play button um, and being a part of this. Um, a lot of us are excited to do this. Um, we're excited to actually have these conversations. Um, and it's something that's been on our hearts and my heart for a while now to have this conversation. Um, so without further ado, we just kind of want to go into an introduction of each one of us. Um, kind of give a little bit of why we want to do this um, and what we want to see out of this. Um, personally, for myself, um, this was kind of laid on my heart to start doing because I love these conversations. I love these conversations with these guys. Um, we talk about how this conversation kind of came from just, you know, breakfast. Shout out to Stacks. So we have a little bit of breakfast, have this conversation, and it would just flow into something that we're, we'll just be um, growing and, and, and having freedom from just this conversation of not only just being alone in this conversation, but having other people be a part of it. Um, so I kind of just, when I saw that, what it was doing, and I kind of just said, hey, keep going with it. Um, and he just kind of gave me this idea of just kind of some things to talk about, the guys to talk about it with, and then here we are. Um, so without further ado, um, I would like to introduce the rest of the guys. If you guys can go ahead, just introduce yourselves again, talk about um, why you want to be a part of this and, and really what you want to see out of this. Um, man, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be here. First of all, I just want to say, like, it's an honor to be with my homies, you know, talking about, like, super important topics. Um, hey, what's your name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew somebody had to say it. <laughs> hey, I forgot the most important thing. Well, my name's Kojo. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm one of the guys here, you know, I'm excited about this podcast. Um, I feel like, you know, one of the reasons why I'm excited about this is because just to see growth in my life, um, I feel like in the past, like we've had some of these conversations, like Isaiah said, over breakfast, and it's really like even made me like take a look into my life and see like how I could be better and, you know, how I could even love um, my brothers better and love people better, love the Lord better. And it's, it's you know, and I want other people to get to be a part of, you know, what we have here. And I feel like it's something that, you know, uh, trans has transformed my life and is still transforming my life. And I feel like, you know, a bunch of, you know, people can, you know, listen to this and, you know, take some things out of it that may be beneficial to them. So, yeah. Nice. So my name is John Williams. Can First you put off, your last name? Oh, <laughs> I mean, wait. They, there's probably a lot of John Williams though. Yeah, so yeah you go by John Williams. So this is my first podcast. Um, that that was one of the reasons I wanted to join, just because it was a great opportunity. And you know, just as we discuss some of these topics, you know, we many times we go to God. Um, to deal with you know how we feel about certain things and I just think you know discussing that with you know my fellow friends um, you know we'll we'll be able to share our opinions our views on things grow together you know learn from one another and that's you know what I'm trying to get out of it and if we can help somebody along the way who listens to this then that's great all right, cool. Uh, my name is Jack. Um, my, my reason for being here is uh, pretty simple. I'm going to stay on the same path that I've been on for the last couple of years. Um, for those of you who don't know, shameless plug, I wrote a book called The Bigger Picture. Get it on Amazon. Links my IG bio. Um, 
but uh, basically my, my story and why I want to do this is just I found myself in a really dark and low place um, and I want to see hurt people come to healing um, and that's something that I've got to experience in my own life um, and that's that's kind of been my drive ever since and I believe that you know God will only heal the um, stuff that you give him and until you dig deep and bring the stuff that you've went to to the surface you're going to kind of stay where you're at yeah um, so I want to I want to share my experiences and the things that helped me and the ways that I've been able to grow and um, you know looking back at old me it's it's you know totally unrecognizable it's a, it's a totally different person um, so I kind of just want to bring bring my experiences of you know losing people close to me um punishing yourself and you know putting yourself in a low place and um, my mom had ALS for a few years so I had to watch her slowly deteriorate in front of uh, in front of my eyes and in front of my sisters and my family and all that stuff so I've, I've been through a lot um, but I've seen God kind of show up in, in the worst situations that you know this this life can throw at you um, so I, I just want to bring some authenticity and some some real situations into this. So I think a lot of the, the main point of what we all really want to do and how I've kind of seen it is that um, there's blessings in conversations, there's blessings in sharing your testimony with each other and feeling safe to have that conversation. And then for the person kind of listening, knowing that you're not alone in this, right? Where it's like, these are some guys who are, I believe are very strong in their faith, right? And we go through stuff, we deal with stuff. Um, and I think the greatest thing of it is that we didn't just go through it alone, um, but we went through it with other people, but also we brought it to God and be like, yo God, I need your help in these things. And kind of bringing it to him, you kind of are able to see how he can work through those things um, and kind of heal you on the, in the process of it all, right? So um, yeah, man, I'm just excited to get a part of this. I'm excited to start this conversation. Um, shameless, uh, well, shameless uh, truth on this one. It's like our second time trying to record this because just trying to make sure it sounds right, but um, I still think these conversations just are going to be a blessing, um, not only to just us, but also to you. Um, so without, again, without further ado, we're going to jump into a topic that I think can kind of, we can all kind of talk about a little bit. Um, I think other guys can agree with and then feel a little bit too is um, vulnerability. So I was, um, again, shaming, like, you know, sharing some stuff. When I pray or when I have my quiet time, my best quiet time is when I'm in the shower having this conversation with the Lord. And again, it's just a time where you're just by yourself. You have nothing else going on. There's no music going on. It's just me and my thoughts and my prayers, right? And I've been praying about this and like, God, what do you want to speak through this? Like, what is something that you got to give me something like that is actually led to like, what is on your heart that we want people to talk about? And he just hit me with like, yo, vulnerability. And the more I thought about it, the more it started to pour up. Just like how, basically, how I'm not really that vulnerable. I know other people that aren't really that vulnerable. Um, a lot of us don't feel safe to have conversations about certain things and really just trying to figure out why. Um, I got out of the shower and I legit hit these guys in a group message that we did not have yet. And it was like 2 a.m. And I was like, yo, here's the first topic. Here's the first couple of questions I want to ask with it. Like, what y'all think? Knowing good and well, they ain't going to answer. But I felt like it was like on me so heavy that I had to get it out and put it out and post it and, and, and um, send it out to them as fast as I possibly could. Um, and he's just kind of just been, Lord's been kind of just showing me things through vulnerability. Um, so really the first question I have really about vulnerability is like, why do men struggle with just being vulnerable with each other? Like, why does it, why is it like such a thing, like where we got to feel like we can't really have these conversations 
um, and really just show ourselves to other people. But like, we feel like we have to have this persona that like, really men don't, I don't cry. I crack the joke all the time and my tear ducts don't work no more. But like, in all, in all seriousness, I still feel everything. I still have all my emotions, but yet a lot of times I go ahead and pocket my own emotions and act like there's nothing going on. Um, so I kind of just been asking myself that question, but I kind of want to hear your guys' thoughts on why why do men struggle with this? I think there's an endless amount of reasons why why men don't want to talk about this kind of stuff. I mean, feeling deficient would be one of them. People using your weaknesses against you yeah. um, is, is another one. I mean, it's it sucks when you when you trust somebody with something and then they, they turn around and, and weaponize it against you. Like that's it makes you not not want to do it again. Yeah. So that, those are those are two things right, right off the top. That, you know, I've I've done that before where you where you don't know. I, I guess I say it like this: the proximity of who you share what with is important, and if you share the wrong stuff with the wrong people, then you get hurt from it. You start to put up these barriers, and you're like, Yo, let me let me never never do this again. I was like, you, you get hurt with your guard down. Like I'd rather just like put my guards up and hurt myself, and then that way I, I don't get let down again. Well, you get you get let down once, and you're just like, I don't I don't want to do this again. Like, well, it's like you get hurt, and you're like, all right. So we learned that my guard is the reason why. My guard is the reason why I got hurt. And then if you have your guard up, you're mostly like, okay, there has to be a reason why I got hurt. I, I didn't see what I was supposed to be blocking. You're kind of just using your own guard basically to just defend yourself and then you can only go ahead and blame yourself. But if you're going ahead and like letting anybody else in, you're kind of just like, all right, so like that person hurt me, I'm allowing that person to hurt me. That's my fault that I let them do that. But like, you're just looking for a way to just like protect yourself, it's protection. You said it easily where it was like, oh, like you just don't want your stuff to be out there in these streets. And as easy as it is, it's like, it's as lonely as that too. Cause you're literally just in your own head. Like nobody knows how I feel right now. I'm the only one feeling this way. And that's why like that turns into isolation. It turns into- Well, it goes uh, down, you go down this thing, yeah. Rejection. It, it, tur it turns into a bunch of stuff and you're just like, Yo, how, how did I get here? You just get deeper in that hole. Wow. And I think that's where a lot of guys, and this is like something that's always been on my heart is that there's, there's some men that are just like, I've never seen men hurt as deeply as they are right now like i know men hurt but like I, I it's to a level right now where like we're we're by our we're isolated we're by ourselves and i mean as in, you're kind of learning nowadays age that like there's a lot of emotions going on in a guy's head like what he's going through you know with suicide and depression and all that stuff being up oh like like folks need to wake up to the fact that like yo we got feelings yeah and we need to talk about our feelings that's true you know what i'm saying I feel like also a lot of um, men just don't know how they feel. Mm. I feel like um, we're in such a culture and a time where if you're not busy, you're not making money, you're not being productive. So I feel like there's like a lot of men who have, um, this is the picture I get, like their heart has like a bun bunch of like band-aids on it mm. and they're working overtime. They haven't actually sat to do like a self-assessment yeah um i think I, for me for me um let's say i'm like super busy and I'm, i feel burnt out it's harder for me to actually know what i'm feeling because like i'm just overworking mm -hmm. and sometimes you just actually need to sit sometimes it could be you know a family member just saying hey how are you doing even if you don't have the answer to that i feel like it, 
that person has just planted a, a, a seed, I guess, where like, you know, you're now thinking about it. How am I doing? You know, like, how exactly am I doing? And, you know, like Jack said, like, there's a lot of reasons why men, um, um, you know, are vulnerable. And, you know, I feel like it's, it's, it's also like also be a safety thing, you know, not having uh, a safe space, you know, growing up, not maybe having like a like a, like a, like a uh, like an older man in your life to be an example and show you what vulnerability is. And no one is going to get it right. I feel like the, the, the greatest example of vulnerability and selflessness is, by, is already done by Jesus on the cross. Right. And no one can, you know, match up to that. So I feel like. You know, but I think really just being intentional with little things, um, you know, um, you know, you know, stopping or having the little conversation before, you know, your thoughts get too wild, like right. figuring out thought patterns, finding good community and solid homies that you can you can open up to. So, well, I think one part you already touched on is like, do we even know our own emotions? Are we even real enough to sit down and actually go through that process? Yeah. Right. Because I think a lot of times we kind of ignore it. Where it's like oh, I'm feeling this way. Let me go ahead and do something. Let me either go work harder or do something else to kind of mask this, right? Because I don't think we really actually sit down and be like, "Why is Isaiah emotional today? Why am I sad?" Right? And then if it's not something that like we can actually physically go fix, we look at that as like, "All right, dog, I, don't, I just don't want to deal with it." Because men, as men, we're fixers. Like if we have a problem, like if it's like we'll go logically in our head. We're like, all right, I'm going to go physically fix this and do something to go ahead and take care of it. But it's something that's like, it's a deeper wound. It's like, all right, that's going to take more work and more time. And that's something that I'm really just not here for right now, which can also be a part of like either pride and laziness or just trying to be having an avoidance factor where it's just like, I see what I'm going through, but I really, really, really don't want to touch on that right now. And I'm just going to do anything I possibly can to kind of mask that feeling. So yeah. y'all both said keywords that, that you said like the self-exploration part and then you said pride. Yeah. So like, for example, in my, in my own life, when I found myself at the lowest points that I've been in, um, one, one thing that like above everything else, like my mom, all this stuff, but like one thing that like always hovered over my head was singleness. Like I, something like we've all we've all dealt with in some capacity. Yeah. And I just like I kept telling myself, I was like, hey, like you're doing something wrong because these things don't seem, you know, they're not working out the way that you think they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then like instead of like sitting with it and dealing with it, what did I do? Like I threw myself into work. I was like, I'm just gonna cover this thing with success, work and money and don't hurt as bad. Uh, but I, I actually wrote wrote something down uh, maybe like 10 minutes before we started. I didn't say this on the last one, mm-hmm. um, but it was kind of like a generalized process of like my lowest point up until like a healthy, a healthy place. And it started with what you said was I wrote down authentic recognition leads to exposed issues, which leads to genuine healing, then a changed heart, and then you have new and healthy habits. And I think without doing those things, like I think there's an order that works here. And I think that without one of these things, you, you miss a crucial part of this. Yeah. Um, I said I said it earlier that like God will only heal what you give him. Like if you don't if you don't search yourself, figure out why you are the way that you are, why you think the way that you think, and you know, why, you know, you start yelling as an immediate defense mechanism when somebody proves you wrong. They're like all, all these little like habits that we, we picked up growing up that you don't know why or where they came from. Um, that was something I really 
sat with myself and I was like, hey, like, why, why does being single bother you so much? Mm-hmm. And then it turned into, well, all right, well, let, now it's loneliness. And yeah. then it was just like, oh, now I got like abandonment issues from my mom that got thrown in there. And I didn't even like mm-hmm. realize these things were, were showing up 10 years later. Um, and little by little, I started to expose these issues of why I was basically acting out of uh, hurt, basically. It was like a self-defense mechanism. Wow of me just like grabbing the closest thing and I, and I had to be good at it too. That's where the pride comes in. Like I wouldn't like cover up a weakness with a weakness. Like I knew I was good at work, but like I, cu- I couldn't fix my singleness problem on my own. Yeah. And I was just like, this, this is a pride thing. Like that's, that's the root of it was me being deficient and not having any control over being able to solve this myself. So what I do, I just grab the things that I was good at. I took what should be a, a gift from God and the skills that I have and I warped it into something that ended up just hurting hurting me even more. Like turned into your foundation. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm crushing it in this. And that, that thing that we like covered up over there, like we'll, we'll, we'll just leave that there. Like that ain't, that ain't bothering them. Like yeah. we'll deal with that five years from now. And all of a sudden, like we look around, this is, this is why society is the way it is, is because we all got broken parts of our body and we just sweep it under the rug. And then we raise kids and we're like, yo, why? Why are all yeah. these things the way that they are? I mean, like this happened to you 20 years ago, and you never dealt with it. It's kind of a choice. A lot of it yeah, comes it's, down it's to choices. All a cho- it's not a choice. What happens to you, but like it's a choice how you react, how, how you deal with it. Like you, you can't control when when people leave you, when people hurt you, when people pass away that you thought were going to be there for a while. But like how, how you deal with the trauma that happens to you in life will directly affect your relationships in the future. Right. I do want to go back to you know the first question just talking about why are we not as vulnerable as men pride as we talked about i think that's you know one of the bigger reasons i do think you know these are our insecurities as well yeah and you know it's hard to talk about our insecurities and you know we just kind of feel like we can handle them on our own we might be afraid to to share them with mm-hmm. others, to find that person we can trust. And, you know, I think another reason, you know, especially today, there's a lot of secular people, uh, people like who talk about m- the mindset. You know, you got a Jocko Willing, you have... Andrew Tate. Sure, you got... Um, <laughs> but yeah, just some of these guys who, they don't talk about emotion. Yeah. It's, all, it's, it's just this toughness mindset it's like i'm going to get through it i'm going to push through it yeah i'm gonna you know and i just think you know it's important to bring that conversation up well i think a lot of people try to just mark off as and i think i've heard this in churches that your feelings aren't real Mm. right Mm. like a, a feeling is a symptom right it's a symptom of what you're actually going through and i think the more that we ignore our feelings the more that we're like i'm just gonna push through and I'm just going to go ahead and like just go on grind time. I'm going to get what I need to get. I'm going to stay focused and not actually addressing like, all right, why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling lonely? Why am I feeling abandoned? Right. And actually addressing what that is and making that choice will never actually find healing. We'll just end up where we want to be, but not in that true peace state of mind of like, OK, we went through what we went through to actually get to this point. But more, it's just like everything has just been a driving factor to just ignore what we're actually feeling. It's so it's so funny to me though because I feel like whatever we hide is gonna show up or show out regardless. Yeah. 
the, the, the verse in the Bible that talks about like out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks come on you know it's like yo like what like your heart is not healed so like you wonder why you're always saying all these bitter things like speaking like like resenting people saying man I hate my life yeah you know it's like because your heart is not healed right. you're you have like a lot of unforgiveness you have a lot of things that haven't been dealt with like i think vulnerability isn't just for us but it's also for the people around us yeah because what what is happening is if you don't deal with the things in your heart it's almost like you're being selfish because then you start to also let out on the people around you and people who want to love you and oh come I feel on this come on also i feel like it's also connected to like an offensive spirit yeah because like then you're finding like offense and everything and it's like oh people want to love you but you're like oh they you think they're coming for you or like whatever so like i feel like it can also be something on dealt with things can also spread out into different issues right in your life so it, it's like it's so interesting how not having a conversation or not having safety or not um being honest or not doing a self-assessment or even lack of self-awareness or being being realistic about where you're at can like spread out into all these different things and it grows so fast yeah like it goes so crazy like just like that you know but we talk what is the scripture where it says your mouth is basically the rudder Mm, yeah. Right. And as much as like you just said it out of the, out of the mouth, that was what the heart like feels, what it actually is falling from the heart. And I think like there's there's two sides to like words. I think there's the one side of people like, yeah, manifest it, say it just so you can believe. You know, we'll go into that. Like that's a whole different conversation. But when we actually hear from what people are actually saying, we're like, I think Pastor Steven said something about this like last week where he said like insecure or your um, uh, the authenticity is another form of insecurity where you start saying things as like, oh, I'm just this person. Oh, I just don't get this stuff going on. I'm not that person. That's just your insecurity speaking more than it is anything else. Where you start like just putting things on yourself that really is not you. Like the Lord's trying to heal and reveal some stuff. And like as much as you want to go ahead and be authentic about some stuff, some things you just got to go ahead and work on and just changing and you're using it more as like a cover up of like, yeah, I'm just insecure in this area. Instead of just saying like, listen, I'm a little insecure and being honest, you use it as like another way of just like blocking what you're actually feeling. Yeah. And then like we made it there, like we made it like cool nowadays to be insecure. Like we made like it's, it's, there's a there's a level of humility and there's a level of insecurity that I think is good is, a, is good but like your humility is good but like we've used it as like now insecurity as looking at as a form of humility where we talk down on ourselves or we say that we are something with knowing that we're trying to work on not being, on being better. Feel me? Yeah. Or we just kind of use it as you know the woe is me. I got all these issues, I got all these problems. So I think you kind of got to be careful about throwing up all your, you know, issues, your yeah. problems, your whatever you're going through day to day. So I think there's, yeah, just a fine if line. If people make you feel like that, then they're not supposed to be trusted with the stuff that you deal with. Yeah. Because I think good people around you will not make you feel like you're a burden. Naturally, I feel like as a friend, Isaiah, if you come up to me and I don't have the capacity and maybe I'm just going through and I'm, I'm on the verge of breaking down, I just don't have the capacity to receive, like, I'll be like, bro, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I want to listen to what you have to say, bro, and I want to honor our friendship, but I just don't have the capacity to receive. Now, if you pretend 
and then you're like okay oh bro and then you st start building things up and you you know you start feeling like oh they're a burden or whatever now that's that's not honest you know so i feel like if if if, if people make you feel like that if then that that's how actually it's it almost feels like rejection mm -hmm. because then you're like okay i see how it is i can't trust you and it's not being petty it's like i feel like it's not that we even think about it but like it's kind of weird like our our souls or our mind kind of just like take it in we're like ah oh, the last time i went to you know talk to this person about this thing it was kind of just like wasn't received well so like i just don't know you think twice yeah you, you know before going ahead and yeah and mind. then that can stop you from wanting to go to another person yeah it's like this went wrong right yeah. so i'm not i'm just gonna shut up yeah yeah it's like causing this like trail of like all right no like it and that's what trauma causes that's where a lot of this thing causes where it's like overthinking you have one instance where it didn't work out so then you go ahead and be like all right i'm not gonna do that ever again so i'm not gonna feel that ever again and then that's the same thing with vulnerability where like you had that one person that didn't make you feel comfortable and sharing you automatically shut down now and you're like not only am i not gonna share with that person but it's gonna take a lot to be able to share with somebody else again yeah and you have to learn that like not everyone is like that right yeah so like not all your friends are gonna be the ones who don't want to hear or listen to you yeah you just got to find the ones that actually do want to hear it, who are genuinely wanting to hear it. Yeah. And you have to be healed enough to be able to open up again. Yeah. Which is the hardest thing in the world is to be like, yo, like, I'm, you're scared to take that step again. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's, that's, that's honest, that's real, that's feeling like that's cool. But you've got to be able to take that step again in order yeah. to have that vulnerability. Because it's two sides. It's one side of like trying to find the right person to be vulnerable with. And then also being okay enough to have that conversation and be like that. I, you know, I, I think it's so interesting. I'm trying to find the balance of like talking too much and, you know, being vulnerable. Yeah. Because I do feel like some people like find some type of validation from, um, you know, hearing like people affirming their feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you know, I want people to just tell me I'm not crazy. Like, so they'll go everywhere. You know, it's like because it makes them it makes them feel good. And, and I think the thing is that you're not being honest with yourself and you're you're putting all your because at the end of the day we're human beings and mm -hmm. you know like go talk to god first pray about it like let's be real i'm not saying like don't talk to people but like talk to the lord about it yeah and then check yourself and then go you should all you should have like like specific friends who you consistently talk to about stuff like I, you don't be talking to everybody you know, <laughs> you know. And bingo was his name <laughs> like it's because it's real like i think homie kyle shout out to kyle i had a conversation with him and he said before you have a conversation you already know your answer mm. you're just looking for the person to affirm it yeah so like it's never something where like i think not never i think a lot of people do have their drawn teetering on both sides they need somebody to go ahead and help them and guide them but I, you already said it where it's like go to god first and pray about that situation Go vertical because a lot of times we go to somebody else and that person ends up pushing us to a whole different part and even though and we got to understand that our flesh is very 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 evil in the sense that like we want what we want we want what like what, what makes us feel good in that moment but the lord knows what will make them make us feel good in that moment or what actually teach us to actually make us better in a future moment uh -huh. so like you go into somebody who you're just looking for somebody to affirm you you're going to somebody who's just going to tell you what you want to hear right yeah so if you act like that's what i'm saying where it's like you already know your answer before you get there facts so you need to go ahead and check that before you get there i think we may be giving a little bit too much credit to our feelings uh, i think it's 
while it's okay to feel things, I think it's important that we don't fold to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important that we don't live our lives based on how we feel. Um, you wake up, you feel one way. If you, if you act according to your feelings every day, you're going to have the most inconsistent stretch. And you're going to miss every blessing in front of you because you're just going to be, oh, I'm, I'm anxious today, so I can't do anything. You know, I'm, I feel like laying in bed, so I can't do anything. There's... There is a duty and a discipline and a level of obedience that you wake up and you do what you have to do regardless of how you feel. Yeah. And that's not necessarily sweeping what's happening to you under the rug. I think part of the solution to some of the feelings you have is, is work. Yeah. It's it's stewarding the things that are in front of you. It's the other, the other day when you woke up and you're like, yo, I'm not, I'm not here today. I was like, yo, go work out. Like, I don't care if you feel good right now. Like. You're not gonna just sit here in your room for an extra hour, like go go do something. And then by the time he's done doing it, he's like, yeah, like I'm, I'm ready to go, like I'm ready to go to work. Like there's there's a mission that I need to accomplish here. Yeah. And I feel like the level of like, I don't know how else to call it, with Kobe, like the level of like diligence and obedience that Kobe brought to his game, he's just like, I don't care what you tell me, like I, I'm, I'm gonna be in the gym at 4 a.m. Like it doesn't matter yeah. if I feel good or don't feel good. Like it, it, it is my duty to do this regardless of, of how I feel. And I think that kind of like mama mentality has been missing from the men at the church. And you're like, hey, even if I don't feel like doing this today, like God, God has given me things to do in front of me. And we're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like it today. Yeah. I'm just like, what do you, you don't feel like it. Like, what do you mean you don't feel like it? Like God didn't say, hey, do this if you feel like it. He's like, no, like do do what I gave, steward what I gave you. Take care of your body, eat right, like get yeah. sleep, do all these things. Like you don't need a word from heaven to understand that like there's there's a task at hand. Be like, yo, you're a man, go work something. Yeah. Like use your hands, build something, create something. Like all things that they should be obvious. But we're just like, hey, like I feel so obliterated by my emotions right now. I, I can't move. Yeah. And it's just like, I think part of the way out of that is just like doing the same little things over and over again. And you start to slowly transform your mind and be like, hey, like, you know, I'm, I'm have such a pessimistic view on life. And then little by little, like, I don't think God changes your mindset overnight. But like, if you just like, if you keep sowing the seeds and just stewarding the things that God has given you, little by little, you start to see a change. Yeah. And I think that's important. And I think that's just something that like, Christian men have just like lost the the willpower and the just like urge to just like tune everything out and be like, hey, like this this is my family. Like I don't care yeah. if I feel good or bad. Like this this is as for me and my house. Like nothing nothing gets through me. Yeah. Like there's just like a level of like Christian masculinity that just like left the chat. Yeah. It's just like yo, where did all like the men that just said no? Like all this stuff you're learning in school, like this this stops here. Yeah. Like, this is not coming in my house. Like this is not the way we're supposed to raise our children. Yeah. How you tell how you love your wife is not how I'm gonna love my wife. Yeah. Like this is this is a very different standard. Like we're anomalies. We're not supposed to look like everybody else. And to get there, that takes work. And I think that we swayed so far. We went from having no feelings from the generation above us. Now everybody in this generation be like, oh, I, I have to just do what my feelings tell me. Mm. And it's not it's not left or right. It's just like it's up. Yeah. And we miss that sometimes. Well, it's yeah. like it's not left or right, but like it's again, it's okay to have feelings. For sure. It's not it's okay to let them rear you. Like that's what I said when like you have feelings, it's like understand where they're coming from, right? I think it's very important to understand where they're coming from, but also not let them stop you in the process. 
because it's again like you said earlier like i was legit like in my in my bag and i'm like i don't want to get up this morning i was the same way and there's that point where i already know what my emotions are but there's i told you like that the mantra right now is keep going like nice. I can feel a certain type of way. Not, I not because you want to, because I have to. <laughs> you got a mission. There so are some like, things that I think that we free, we don't like actually give ourselves goals anymore of what we're trying to reach. Yeah. Like we've kind of become this like mundane life of like I want to I got to go to work I got to do this or I have to I have to I have to. Yeah. But instead of creating the fact of like no I'm 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 doing something yeah. to be better. We're not yeah. bettering ourselves and chasing after anything anymore. Like there's things like right now. Where like I, when I say I keep going, it doesn't mean just keep going and going through the regular mundane and go through that regular schedule. It's like nah, get up, read, do this, go work out, come back. When you come home from work, you got more work to do. So and you have stuff yeah, to do. Kinda, go ahead. I was just thinking like listening to, you know, if we listen to our emotion, I think that's when we fall into sin yeah. because it feels good. Yeah. So if we deal with anxiety, you know, you're addicted to pornography, like. You're gonna escape yeah. those, yeah. You know. Well, that's when we start. That's and when that we discipline start doing is so things. important because yeah. then you're just sporadic. You're our going emotion, back into sin. Our emotions are not the lord of our life. Come on. You know. I'm gonna I'm cheat in the next week before we get into our next topic. But I wrote this down the other day, and it applies to what we're saying. I wrote down a secure identity leads to controlled emotions. Mm. And I think like that's that's so important. Identity in like, what? Identity in God, like exactly who you're supposed to be. Just yeah. want to make sure it clarifies. I saw that. He's like, hey, let me just go. Ahead and see. <laughs> you secure anything else, like is is going to get knocked out. Yeah. Some, some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like I think that's so important. Where you're like, when 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 you're anchored right and stuff hits you, it falls off. Yeah. Like I, people work and tell me, be like, hey, you're too this, you're too that. Be like, it, it doesn't stick to me anymore. I'm yeah. just like, I, I know my purpose. I know my calling. Like, yeah. Regardless of what you tell me, like I'm planted. Like right. my feet, my feet are cemented in this ground. And like, come on. There's, I'm cemented. telling you, like it's really like yeah. Kobe met Jesus. Like I'm really not going nowhere. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's a sturdy house. It, it, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like going back to the question though. It sounds like you know saying why why do men struggle to be vulnerable? I, I think I think it's because of lack of accountability. Come on. Everything that we've said right now, it's right. like, yeah, we feel. Right. Because mm. feelings and vulnerability is technically is, is different because vulnerability is really just having a safe space to talk about what you're feeling. Feelings is just, you get thousands of feelings every day. Yeah. But like, I think it's lack of accountability because for example, you, um, Isaiah said, hey man, I'm not, and you saying, hey, you go to the gym. Yeah, I was like, I, then, I understand what you're feeling, but you, like at the same yeah. time, I, I don't care. Like your, your purpose, purpose is here, like walking. Facts. <laughs> one, one of the, man, this guy who used to mentor me, he was like, bro, you need people in your life who are not impressed by you. <laughs> like you need, like you, you cannot just have people in your life who like you. Yeah. Like, like you, I think some people just go to places that they like them. People like them. And it's like, you need people who can speak truth over you. You need yeah. people to be like, man, you know, like, yo, I know things are hard right now, but come on, bro, you, you have a goal. Yeah. Like, like think about Job and his friends. His, his friends were, were trying to like- They were encouraging him to die. They were <laughs> they encouraging know? him to curse out and die. Like, yeah. like, yo, like, what kind of homies? <laughs> Job, what he said? He said, though he, he slay me, something, something, yet will I, something, but he didn't give up. He was like, he kept going, you know? And it's important, like lack of accountability is the thing. Yeah. It's like, if we have two, three people, even, I think, uh, I think people are scared of accountability. Yes. Because yeah, if I let likes you. Nobody to be called out. Nobody likes to nobody. be told that they're wrong. Nobody wants to say, hey, you should be here and you're not here because then you feel deficient. Yeah. 
Like you, you need to. But then it goes back to a pride thing because you don't yeah, like being told what to that. do. That's the root of the majority of yeah. Everybody faces especially, yeah. especially men. Yeah. Like you, you need some people around you who fight off complacent spirits. Yeah. Like that is like I don't ever want to get to the point where I'd be like, yo, like I'm married, I got kids, I got a house, I got a job, I got a retirement fund, like. Cool. Like I'm, like you're done. Like that's, help somebody like, else, that, serve somebody. That's what God put you here for. Like to <laughs> yeah. get to get a family and have a house and retire when you're 50. Like that that was your purpose. And like so, I I want to surround myself with people who are just like, hey, like that's cool. You got all that stuff. Like take care of it, steward it. But like you're not like you're not done. Retirement like, was never biblical. <laughs> Like, if anybody thinks that, like, and I, I kind of yell at, like, I don't want to say I yell at her, but I love my grandmother. I love with everything I have. Maxine, I love you. But, like, when you retire, that's not it. Like, cool, you did your job. You did what you're supposed to do, and, and that's, a, that's a great goal to get to. But what's next? Like, what are, what, God does not stop when you stop. He does not stop at the age of 70, whatever, right? He's like, yo, listen, I have placed things in you that are bigger than a job that you have. Yeah, I have not called you to go ahead and be complacent and to sit still and not do anything. I've called you to go ahead and continue to keep serving and keep showing people me in everything you do. Yeah. So like the goal that we're looking at of trying to just ooh, comfortability is not where we finish. Like if we are comfortable, we probably should be keep going. If you're like, you know what, I finally made it. I did this, and you sit. It's good to sit in it for a little bit. And be like, you know what, let me enjoy this. But as much as you should enjoy it, as much as you should keep going. Yeah. Like there's more for you to do. What was the word I gave you the other day? I don't know which word you gave me. More. Oh, uh, more. <laughs> just keep going. He came down and talked. No, he didn't ask to be attacked. I just looked at him. I was like, yo, I got a word for you. And he just looked at me. He's like, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not in a state right now where I like to hear the things that I should be hearing. And it's, it's as frustrating as it is of just working through that. But like, again, you need homies like that. Yeah. Like as much as he frustrates me on a regular basis of trying to get me to move, a lot of times I just want to sit still. But like, he's right. Like wow. even while he's talking about it, I'm a little I frustrated up, right I now. I roll up to your door with a speaker at eight in the morning. I'm like, yo, get up. And, and we got to go. And there's no choice. But like, even in the same breath, like he's doing that right now for me. I did the same thing for him. I'm like, yo, we got to go. Let's keep moving. Right? So like, it's not like you're going to have these ebbs and flows where like, it's not going to just be one person. Yeah. But like, there's going to be these moments in your life where you're going to have to be that same person speaking to somebody else's life. Yeah. So like, this is kind of going into like, taking those moments that you're in and seeing it and holding on to that and trying to be that same blessing to somebody else because you'll never know when somebody else is going to need that same thing that you were going through and that's why it's important to have that person to be vulnerable with because it's like i can learn from what somebody else is going through or what i just went through and apply it to somebody else's life and try to get them through that as well yeah i think clarity you, you get a lot of clarity out of you know, first going to God, and, and God does want us to have these relationships with people, so when we feel like God's not speaking to us in some way, us just being together is, you know, an example of, some, you know, it could be a way that God's, you know, working through us, mm -hmm. just through community, yeah, discipleship. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up, because the, the first move should, should always be that, but I don't know about y'all, but like a lot of times it's, it's tough to get a clear answer. Be like, yo, I've been bringing the same thing to you for two months now, and you, you ain't like... You know why? Because we go to God with our minds already made up. 
Sometimes. Well, we don't understand that when he we says want that. Answer. We trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When you gain understanding, you're no longer walking in faith. Yeah. So like you going to God, looking for clarity, looking for an answer, and then staying still is not an active move of faith. Yeah. You got to keep, even if I don't get an answer on whatever it is I'm praying about, what was the last thing he told you? Keep going. Yeah. Like that's, God's like not saying like, if he doesn't give you an answer in that moment, that's development. Yeah. When you don't know what to do, do do what you know. We exactly. live in such an instant society. That that was more where I was getting at. I'd be like, yo, you want an answer from God and you don't get it in the 30 seconds that you're looking for, you're like, yo, why are you leaving me on red? Yeah. Like I, like I gave you this, why did why did you give me an answer? It's yeah. just like before you get this answer, like you you know what to do. Yeah. You do all the same things that like you're supposed to do. Like you don't you don't need the guardrails to like yeah. You know, the, the baby monitor be like, hey, like time to go do like you don't you don't need any of that stuff. And, and that's what I think Isaiah, you mentioned it earlier, like building like maybe he not be gonna say this, but like building your house on the rock. You know, like in, in Matthew uh seven twenty-four to seven uh, twenty-seven says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and, and, and beat on that house but it did not fall because it had because it had been founded on the rock and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and basically like all all i'm trying trying to say is like, like no matter what season no matter what feeling that we feel what we may go through like really just building our having a solid foundation in, in jesus christ and trusting in him and knowing that he will never let us down he will never fail us i feel like that allows you to have a different perspective on, on, on even circumstances or even like negative feelings or or you know not having people to be vulnerable with like knowing that like you're gonna learn from this and, yeah you know like it's it's I don't know. It's it's so interesting because like I look back in my past and I think about how like some of the hardest things I've been through, I thought were gonna kill me, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it ain't gonna kill you, bro. Like you know, but then I but then there's so much I've learned from it. But it can only kill you if you stop. Yeah. So like a lot of it is like if you allow yourself to stop and stay in that moment. Yeah. That gives the opportunity. That gives and I'm, you're gonna give the enemy a foothold. Yeah. To get your ear. Yeah. So like the more that you stay still, cool, I got you. You're yeah. alone, you're isolated, yeah. you're listening to what I have to say. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and just stay right here for a little bit? Why don't you go sulk a little bit in how you're feeling? <laughs> let's go ahead and take it a step further in all seriousness is like, yo, why don't nobody really misses you. Yeah. Right? And a lot of times it's the ones who sit and I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, what you got going on, but like that's a part of it. Yeah. It's like when we finally sit still and we stay still too long and we stay and we like you said, our feelings kind of drive us, that gives the enemy a foothold to kind of build off of that. From from somebody who's who sat in that position where you go to bed and you're just like, yeah, I really don't care if I wake up the next day or not. Like I've I've sat there and I sat there for a good bit of time. It it happened little by little. And it happened because I gave up. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was the number one thing. I was just like, the stuff that I'm sitting in is is it's too big. It's irredeemable. I'm way past where you know I thought I would ever be at right now. Like I was raised in church. I shouldn't be doing the things I'm doing right now. Like I'm like I'm gone. Like I was just like, it's one thing if you're like if you don't know Jesus and you like wander off. You're like yeah, unsaved people act unsaved. Like that's that's nothing new. But like 
the way that I felt would be like, yo, I, I know better and I like maliciously chose to just like turn my back, give up. I'd be like, my mom's sick now after I did everything you wanted me to do. Like all this stuff that I was thinking, it just turned into me, me giving up. Yeah. And not not everybody is lucky enough to, to get out of that. Yeah. Like I'm I'm super, super grateful that like one, I made it out of that and two, like I have, I have a testimony about it now. Like I, I learned that like there's a level past survival, like we're we're supposed to thrive, not just survive. Yeah. And that's just like when God says I want to give you life and life abundantly. Come on. Like, it's not just like, hey, like I want you to get through what you're going through. Be like, yo, there's there's so much more, but like it, it came from me giving up the reins. I had to give up control, and then I had to like I had to recognize all the stuff I was going through. I had to talk his ear off for more nights than I can count. Every everything that I was going through, and like I I ratted on myself a lot. I was just like, dog, I'm on page 26 of Pornhub right now. Like I I've, I've seen every video before this. And like I wonder why I can't keep a relationship. I'm so weak. But like I, but if, if folks want to be real here, like there's a there's a lot of people, especially people in church, who have done the same thing. And it's just like yo, if I don't actually like come to grips with like how much of a hold this thing has on me, yeah, be like oh God, take this from me. And be like you don't know how jacked up you are right now. Like you go, you gonna need a little bit more discipline than just like God help help me out of this. Yeah. You think you messed with this thing for ten years is going to be gone in a day. Yeah. Some, sometimes God works like that. That that's not my story. Yeah. It wasn't just like, hey, one night you're, you're cured of this thing. Like this is this is an addiction. This yeah. isn't just like a mistake. You're forgiven that whole thing. Like yeah, I might have gotten forgiven on site for like all the things I did, but like I, I still was holding on to a bunch of the residue that I yeah. that I had on myself for all those years. And that takes work to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was all. This man said life and life abundantly. <laughs> but like on some serious was like I think that that we, we kinda hold ourselves there. Because we try to just leave ourselves at this line. But like I'm just gonna get to where God wants me to get and then kinda just be there. And it's like nah. That's that's he what wants, people want though, wants, especially in America. Hey, what's that song? If, if God don't make me money what's or make song? me happy, then I don't we want We fall to <laughs> oh, I mean you got to have my mom over here like to put the song on real quick. I was just thinking like you know just looking at Christianity at least like in the states you know just knowing that you are saved through faith mm-hmm. I think that's can get a little dangerous because oh if I'm saved I'm gonna just sit on the sidelines so I'm good yep. I'm cruising through this life but you know, we're called to do so much in this little amount of time. Yeah. I, I, I missed that so much growing up. I was just like, once I got saved, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm going to heaven. Like, Oh, yeah, me too. I, I did it. Dog. And then, like, I heard Mike Todd say it one time. He's just like, whatever. The level of blessing that God gives you will, will depend on you. Like, if you want to stay at um, the I'm saved level and just get to heaven, cool. We'll, we'll see you up there. But, like, you got another 60, 70 years to, to do. You think, like, God just brought you here just to... Just do that to you, and, that, and like you just you just gonna sit there. It's I, I think it's the issue is that we li- we live in such a me 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 I I. Oh my god, I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and the social media, like everyone's like me me. Everybody's looking out for themselves, you know. So it's like, yeah, I'm saved, I'm good. Oh, I'm not supposed to do anything else. Like, yo, there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. Like, there's generations that are coming. Be- 
that are behind me, like my little brother, like I don't want him to go through the things that I struggled, the Thanks. things I struggled with. Yeah. Like, why do you think God gave me a little brother? Like, like I mean, I, sometimes I feel like I'm overly protective because I'm like, no, he doesn't need a computer yet or a phone. <laughs> because I, I, when I was 14, I was like, on oh, you know. You knew what you, knew what <laughs> you, you were know, doing. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. So like, I, in the back of my head, I think, oh, he's 14. Oh, I wonder if he started like, if he likes a girl or like, because I want him to like be like going back to vulnerability i want him to come to me and be like man there's this girl that i like yeah because see i I, i'd rather prefer that i prefer that over him kind of just keeping it because then it it it, it can grow into something else it's no longer you coming to him trying to open him up yes yeah i think that's what everybody's trying to not to be you don't want to be that person who's like overbearing and constantly asking how are you doing you yeah. want to create that avenue where that yeah. person can actually come to you yeah and be like hey listen and they feel safe to do that Facts. right there's this there's like leading these e-groups like at church it's hard because you know these kids are going through something yeah and you try to like you that kids line. bro like they you so hard <laughs> stuff shout out to you for uh, but like you try to like teeter this line where you want to be close enough as a friend for them to open up to you but yet still have that that level of hey, yo, open like no, well that level of like yo, like no, what's like, going on? Yeah, like I see someone you you got some like your face says everything. What's going on in your life? And you don't want to like push too much to where they just shut down, because you don't want to be too soft enough to where like they just like you just got to teeter that line. But like it's better for you to actually create that door of like because I think it's. It's good for you to go ahead and be stern still because it lets you know that I care enough to go ahead and like not care that you just don't want me to talk about it. But like, I want you to genuinely talk to me about these things. Yeah. Like these are things like these, and I think it's a, the biggest thing of seeing with kids. Oh, kids are going through the same things we're going through. I don't think you understand like the, the things that you're going through, you've been through them before. It just looks different. Facts. Like kids are always talking about like it's, how they. It's, it's elevated. Now. It's, it's it's elevated it's now, so but like it's crazier. It's like, all <laughs> under the same umbrella. Oh yeah. But it's like the roots are the same. The roots are the same, but like yo, like it's not like they're they're going through the stuff. Like when we said like, um, like kids are struggling with identity issues and they're like dealing with like not knowing who they are. We did the same exact thing. Yes, it wasn't as amplified, <laughs> but like they're going through the same thing we're going through. I think a lot of kids don't know that, like, yo, we've been through it. But I think also, like, the parents, we have this view of, like, eh, it's not that bad. You don't do whatever. But they're still going through that same thing. I think that generations sometimes have a short memory of, of what they were like. Yeah. And that's that's one thing I'm, I'm very tough on myself when I was, and I tell myself often, I was like, never never let me forget, like, what where I was. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's one thing that, like, when I have conversations with people, to not get so righteous that i'm just like yo do, do not forget like yeah you you were on on the floor like not not wanting to wake up the next day like mm-hmm. don't don't forget where you went to yeah and a lot of this stuff is like i mean you, you read about it like it's it's passed through generation through generation and like sometimes like his kids don't need to sign up for it like it, it started with the curtain shows and then it went to magazines and then we got uh, iPod Touch and PSP and all this stuff, and now like you got virtual stuff that these that these kids are, are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can find the, the hottest girl on the planet with nothing on in five seconds for free. Like we get like if the church don't talk about this, like everybody else will, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden your children start getting shaped by culture instead of the church. Yeah, and then 
relationships, you know, it, it's just sputter into yeah, it. Yeah. Just, you just you reap what you sow, good, good or bad. And that, I, I mean, I just think how important a, you know, just looking at, you know, once we get married, we have children and a wife. I think it's so important for us to talk about this vulnerability and be vulnerable to our children. Um, because we, you know, probably went through some of these things, but just to have that healthy, open relationship, I think. Kids, what are, kids notice like, what whether, some, whether it's in front of them or not like the, the well that your kids drink from in the house like oh they, yeah they, they notice well you think you are going to be behind closed doors like that they yeah. know exactly what's going on yeah i mean if you don't even teach your kids about emotion everybody feeling else, certain things then yeah yeah and then they're gonna teach them turn to the other world things teaches, yeah. teaches them. somebody's gonna teach them like, oh, they're not old enough to be like, yo, they, they got computers in school and their classmates all got iPhones. And the, the, like, these, the schools are teaching a yeah. whole different thing. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's on, a whole you, different thing. You can't be so naive to think, well, well Johnny ain't, ain't seen nothing before because, you know, you got, you got parental locks on your, on your Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, like, they don't know your password. Yeah, like, you, nah. you, have, you have to be, like, you gotta be on guard proactive on, on this stuff. I think that was probably the one of the first times I was, like, exposed to, like, like pornography or knew it was a thing was actually when um someone brought a laptop to school and they were were, it was a ghana back then and you know they were like a rich family and not everyone had a laptop but this person had a laptop and they were like oh guys come see something come check something out and i was like "Ooh, what is that i was like like, oh wait and like so yeah like it was through school and and like the seed was planted it's your it catches your attention yeah and a lot of things is like i don't i don't think anyone talked to me about anything about yeah. anything like that yeah like there was days where i can understand like i i would like being real like there were times when people were talking about stuff and i'm like oh that's what that was yeah <laughs> just naive that's wild i was honestly and be real with you, i was a naive child where like i kind of just like it wasn't until like 13 that I really like started like seeing this kind of stuff yeah so like when stuff used to pop off nobody talked to me about this stuff Facts. my dad didn't talk to me about this stuff I love my dad he didn't talk to me about this stuff my mom didn't want to talk about that stuff my mom, <laughs> Michelle backed away from those co- not even back away from those conversations but she was like when we get there we'll get there but like yeah, this, this is this yeah. is the danger of choosing comfortability over being proactive about this stuff yeah like, we got to give more grace to our parents though like, yeah they, they, they did their best this, this, this is not a blame session this, this I know is, this I'm, is more of a like checklist for us as, as we get older and be like oh, yeah what happened what happened 10 years ago happened 10, like there's nothing we can do about it yeah. now but like something to pay attention to once you do that self-excavation and be like yo these are the things that i really needed when yeah. i was a child that like everybody's doing the best they can like yeah. i get that like there's no playbook on how to be a parent but like by the time i step into those shoes i know the things that like i, I can't i can't waver on like these things are so important that i cannot shy away from like going yeah. going after these topics and like those those are a couple of them that like, <clears throat> i think i think we need to pay attention to another one is like i want to make sure my kids see me apologize to my wife like that's that's a big deal for me like i want my children to be like hey like daddy made a mistake like i'm, I'm sorry like i got angry i shouldn't have snapped like that like, yeah i want that i want my children to be like hey like men of god apologize when they do something Come wrong on. like I, I think that's important and i think like we live in a narcissistic evangelical society right now where like people make mistakes and like the only time we want an apology is if somebody's going to make an instagram statement 
Like that, that's really the only time you see anybody apologize. It's like, oh, Mike Todd's been on something. Take me we back need, to 2019 right when everybody now. was saying who was going to be president. I need you to apologize to me who wasn't in church, but I actually watched, and that actually offended me, even though I wasn't involved at all. Oh, God. Well, everything's been, every, it's, it's, again, we're, it's, we're going into, we go into our feelings enough to where, like, we are offended by everything and everything, so. Yeah. I think also, like, knowing that, hey, we're going to mess some things up as parents. We're not, we can't do this thing in our own strength. And, like, being aware of your need for God, even in parenthood. It's very, it's very important. It's, I, I, yeah, I, you know what? Actually, I think it comes down to being aware of your need for God. And that's pride. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can do it on your own. Like, go ahead and try. See, yeah. See, see what happens. Because, like, even the times will change. There's going to be new tricks. There's going to be new ways. Your kids are going to grow older. They're going to get smarter. There's always going to be new. That's chapter and verse. <laughs> Humanity will figure out new ways. To yeah. Like, that's like, that's. Bro, yes. Like, there's going to be things that we're seeing it now. They could, they, bro, they can ban the internet, but these people will still find a way. Folk, yeah. They will find, but, and, but, but see, there'll be more like, if, let's say it be, the internet becomes like a crime or whatever, like, people will be in jail more. So, like, people will be getting arrested, you know? Because, like, they'll, they will find a way. So really just, man, trust in the Lord, man, and, and trust in the Lord with all our heart and leaning not in our own understanding. And I, I think that's, I guess that's, you know, I'm trying to connect it back to the vulnerability no, thing. And it's cool. But uh, yeah, man, I feel like that's the best way, bro. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and wrap this up, man. I, I, I do appreciate each one of y'all being a part of this, and I appreciate y'all just listening to this. And um, this is what goes down on a regular basis when we have these conversations. Um, and I'm excited for what's to come next. I'm excited for you guys to all be a part of it. Um, and really some just wild topics coming up. Oh, there's some topics on here, man, that, that we may need more than an hour. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because those are those are real topics. And yeah. There may be a double episode on some things. And, and even honestly, tonight, I still got stuff that I was like, yo, I, I kind of want to dive into. But like, dog, it was good conversations that I'm just like, I can't break that up. So even though. God bless. Appreciate y'all. Hey, shout out to Woven Faith. Yep. <laughs> yeah, hey, at Woven Faith. At Woven Faith. WovenFaith.com. Come on. Dot com. Get your tees. Get, get your jewelry. Get your, get your hats. Get your sweatshirts. Get some stickers. All for the love of Jesus. All for Jesus. All right. It's all for a good thing. I guess it's one of the best brands that we all know. That's just like I'm wearing a woven hat right now. It's a it's a blessing to see. I gotta rip my woven. And then Jack, go ahead, plug it. Book. Go ahead and do it again. Oh, uh, the bigger picture on Amazon, Jack Sakura. The bigger picture also in my IG handle, and the shameless plug to Kinship Collective. I was just about to say. <laughs> I was about to say you had to the add lo- that. The local sponsor gets your autograph needs met at Kinship Collectibles. That will Kinship be in the description at the bottom of this. Oh, podcast. a thousand percent will be. Yeah, nah. It's gonna yeah. be like it's gonna have a little <laughs> section for like shameless plug. All right, y'all. Y'all be blessed. Peace.